When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly, as always, on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember, you can download all of our podcasts, not just this show, but every show on the Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, you name it, we cover it in the Pittsburgh area, right here with DKPittsburghSports.com on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Dale, buddy, we're almost at the end of training camp, and the Steelers were almost at the end of practice on Tuesday until Chase Claypool went down. And I, I, I saw, I saw your tweet because you were the first, cause I was, I was doing SNR things and or I was driving to SNR and I see your tweet and I'm like, Oh, that's bad. And then everyone's like, what chase Claypool, not putting any weight on his leg. And it was just pandemonium. You know, the, the picture in your head when like, when all the people are running around with, 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 you know, there's fire and there's papers flying everywhere. That's what I just envisioned how Twitter was like. But then Mike uh, Garofalo reports it, and then Chase Claypool tweets it that he's okay. It's just a minor scare. Still, it illuminated for like 45 minutes the importance of why they didn't trade James Washington just because a rumor surfaced. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Um, You know, I think when you have depth at a position like that where you typically play three, um, you probably don't want to trade the fourth guy. You know, it's, it's no different than, you know, when they went out and acquired Melvin Ingram. They only play two outside linebackers, but they felt the need to go out and get a third, uh, you know, who could, who could you know, be a, a factor. Uh, Chase Claypool is going to be a big part of their offense. And, you know, for, uh, you know, the, the fir- one of the first guys down there to uh, check on him was Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. There's a reason for that. Uh, you know, so <laughs> it, it didn't look good at first. Claypool was kind of laying there, grabbing at his, at his lower leg, um, you know, or, or from where I could, I was, he was at the other end of the stadium, but I could see I had a pretty good vantage point of it. And he was immediately grabbing for that knee slash ankle area. And you're like, Ooh, that's not good. And then right. he, he was, he was down for about a minute uh, before they got him up to his feet and he wasn't putting any weight on that right leg. Or I think it was right leg, maybe the left leg, either way, uh, his leg, he wasn't putting any weight on it. And you're like, this isn't good. And, and then you saw Ebron and, and, and Roethlisberger kind of help him, to the locker room and, and uh, you know, it kind of cast a pall on what had been a really a, a pretty crisp practice for them. Um, I thought Roethlisberger looked as good as he's looked yeah, uh, I agree. In, in any practice this year. Uh, he was sharp. He was making arm throws, uh, driving the ball down the field. 
And then all of a sudden, uh, there goes Chase Claypool off the field, and you're like, well. So much uh, for that. You just, you just acquired Joe Schobert to shore up the defense, and now maybe you lose uh, Clay, Chase Claypool. But that didn't happen. Yeah, and that's the that's the the sigh of relief here is that at the end of the day, you still got your guy. You know, probably won't play this preseason game. They'll probably take it easy there. Um, but you know, again, but you, you kind of know. I know he's a second year player deal, but is it kind of weird that we kind of know who Chase Claypool is at this point? You don't. This isn't like oh man, you, we're gonna miss out on him growing so much over the next like week or so. No, you're not. You know, he's a deep threat. You know, maybe yeah, that's the thing. You here's the thing, up. Chris. Go ahead. I, I, I opened up my uh, Facebook page today just to check and see if anybody messaged me or whatever on there. And you know how it does the thing that shows your memories mm-hmm. from years past. Well, one year ago today, I had a photo of my laptop with my placard with my name on it mm-hmm. from the first Steelers training camp practice last year. Wow. It was August 17th. So it was a year ago today. Yeah. Or sorry, Tuesday that the Steelers had their first training camp practice. That's crazy. And, you know, if you were, if you recall from all those practice reports that, that were put out, which, you know, the writers, we all kind of cobbled together and then the Steelers would put it out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were three or four of us that would do the practice report every day. Um, Chase Claypool was on there a lot mm-hmm. as a rookie. Yes. Um, you know, so he, he was already showing that, okay, this guy's going to be a factor. But he had 14 practices last year before, you know, before they started the regular season with no games, no preseason games, 14 practices. And he was able to do what he did last year. I think it was 62 catches for almost 900 yards in nine touchdown catches and then added two more, you know, rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I did a story um, early in training camp where, you know, if you look at his numbers and compare them to DK Metcalf, um, you could kind of see some similarities there, not just in their size and speed, but in the numbers that they put up as rookies. Uh, you know, could Chase Claypool make that kind of leap? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got that kind of talent. It's that he's got number one receiver type talent. Um, you know, the only guy, I, if you remember back at the combine, the comparisons at his size and speed were to, to a guy that just went into the Hall of Fame last weekend. Megatron. Yeah. Uh, you know, because that's why they call him Mapletron. I know it's a, 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 a guy that's nickname, but yeah, that's why they gave it to him. a guy, that, a, a wide receiver that's over six, four and also over 230 pounds is not supposed to run four, four forties. That's what Megatron did. That's what Chase Claypool did. He's actually bigger than DK Metcalf. I don't think people understand that they've all seen the pictures of Metcalf and, you know, he's all ripped up mm-hmm. and, you know, he looks like he's really big. He's listed at 228 pounds. Whereas Chase, wow. Cla- Chase Claypool's 238, and he's he's a big, thick, strong guy. Um, you saw it as, as last season went on. Defenses started to roll their coverages to Chase Claypool. Yeah, they had to. Because they couldn't leave their their 5'10 or, or you know even 6-foot cornerback all alone on an island with that guy. Right. He was going to get beaten. He was going to get beaten bad. So, you know, I, I think that's what Claypool brings to this offense, let alone – you know, we saw a lot of this early in training camp in seven shots, uh, you know, just him and Ben Roethlisberger working on that fade. If, if, if the ball is thrown in the right place, it's unstoppable. Right. It's, it's, just, that, just, un, it's just unstoppable. What are you going to do? Exactly. And here's the thing. You're talking about that, that for one guy. 
they got so many different guys that you could consider like a you serious could put problem. Him, you could put him on one side. You could put Ebron on the other side with Fryermuth in the slot. What's a, what's a defense going to do against that? Exactly. Down at the goal line. You know right. what I mean? With Najee Harris in the backfield, and then all of a sudden you split him out wide. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody's getting one-on-one coverage, and they're all big dudes. Like exactly. you know, Najee Harris is is six one and change and two hundred and thirty pounds. You gonna put a DB on him? <laughs> right. You're asking. You're asking. You're asking that. Actually, guy he said bullied. he's he said he's two hundred and forty pounds. Right. <laughs> and knows how to use his I'm, body. I'm, I'm sorry. Also, two hundred and forty pounds and six percent body fat. That's ridiculous. Like you're you're not supposed to be human at that point. Like yeah. the, that, that, that's, that's, that's things like, okay, guy, like we get it. You won the weight room. You won, like you beat the weights. You, you won the, you actually won the game of life. Game of, exactly. Some, <laughs> some of us, some of us can't, uh, you know, I don't know that I've ever been 6% body fat. Uh, you, you know, know I've never have been. <laughs> if I went on a, if I went on a 30 day fast, I wouldn't be 6% body fat. Oh, no. <laughs> and again, packing all that muscle on with it. Like I can't imagine just like how easy moving around things are for him. But, but to your point, these are matchup nightmares. The Steelers can create with size and speed and quickness and, and catching ability that, that, that chase Claypool when he's in the mix, you got to consider, and not just in the goal line, like you said, but like you said, if he's running deep down the field, who who is who are you who are you stopping? Who's stopping that? Like if if Ben Roethlisberger can put it on a dime, I mean, we saw two years ago when the Seahawks came to Pittsburgh, there was a pass to Russell Wilson through the DK Metcalf his rookie season, and Terrell Edmonds plastered him. I mean, inside shoulder, hand up, and Terrell said Terrell Edmonds, great coverage, great coverage. It was it was as good as you could get, and. Wilson dropped it in the bucket on the outside shoulder on the sideline. There's just nothing you could do because that's what DK Metcalf brings is the height and the speed to get to that point that if you have the right quarterback, they, and they can drop it in there. There's nothing you can do to stop it other than pass interference and hope you don't get called for it. Or you, or you have to blow him up, which isn't legal anymore in the NFL. Right. Yeah. And that's his thing. You can't, you can't do that anymore because that's targeting and all the things that go with that. So yeah, man, like that's the thing. Having Chase Claypool back, a bigger deal than some may realize. I think everyone kind of picked up that this was huge with all the touchdowns that he scored. But even with, let's say, even with, you know, the depth of James Washington being your third option, say he was out for the season. Let's just say that the worst would have happened. You still would have had Juju and Deontay and James. And so you still would have had a sense of like, okay, you got some threats, but I think you could argue Chase would be the one that you would want to lose the least for all the things that he brings to your offense this year. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, you know, I, I've been asked a lot, um, you know, who's the Steelers' number one receiver? Uh, you know, the, the the targets show that it's Deontay Johnson. Right. But Chase Claypool might be more talented. In fact, he is more talented. He just needs a little more refinement, and, and I think that will come. I think it will, too. We're going to talk more about guys who can refine their game this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers right after this break. Here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast of DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lottie. Remember, rate us five stars with a positive comment on 
Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, but you can also listen to us on Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are hosted with all the shows that we do. Now, Dale, I got to talk to you about this offensive line. For the first time in training camp, we saw Chukumo Korfor next to Kevin Doxson, next to Deb- next to Ken- Kendrick Green, next to Trey Turner, and next to Zach Banner. It's funny that you brought up how August 17th was, was last year the first day of training camp. But that's how long it took for this offensive line to get together. Uh, there are – this isn't like Chase Claypool where you have a whole bunch – where you have – and no one from last year could say they had a year like Chase Claypool in this offensive line. Cor- Cora Ford had a lot of starts. He had some ups and downs. He had some really good games but some really meth games. Kevin Dotson had some good sparks but only started four games. This is a group that they've got to take significant strides and quickly if they want to, if they want to start this season off strong. What, what do they need to show in this Lions game? Because I know some people are just waiting for Najee Harris to just bowl, bowl people over, them to just have the amazing plays all over the place. But what do you want to see when you look at how offensive lines have built? You, and you've been covering the Steelers since, what, 92? You've seen several Steelers offensive lines can be constructed and deconstructed in your time covering the Steelers. And this is another crew that you guys, that they need to see progress from. Yeah, they need to control the line of scrimmage and not just in the run game but maybe more importantly in the passing game. I feel pretty good about this group as a run blocking group. I think they'll be better than what, what the Steelers ran out there last year. And it's no offense to any of those guys, but I think as a, as a collective unit, um, whether that be scheme driven or whether it was running back driven or a combination of both, uh, they just didn't come off the ball all that well. And they could not, you know, in certain situations, you know, Mike Tomlin takes t- took a lot of uh, grief for the punting, uh, you know, on fourth, fourth and short in the playoff game against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But what would have given anybody any kind of confidence, given what they had seen from that offensive line, that they could run for a yard there? It's a good question. It's a good point. They, the, all, all year long, that was their weakness. They, that couldn't. Was, they couldn't get a yard when they needed to get a yard. So, right. you know, you can look at that as a fatal flaw. Um, you know, was it on the offensive again? Was it on the offensive line? Was it on the running backs? Was it on the coordinator calling the plays? Well, the Steelers changed all three of those things mm-hmm. dramatically. You got it. You, you got a new offensive coordinator. You got an entirely new offensive line and you essentially got an entirely new, all new running back group. Because I think Kalen Balazs is going to make this roster along with, of course, Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Anthony McFarland is going to be in that mix as well. And then, you know, we'll see whether they keep four or whether they keep three. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that, that Benny Snell or Jalen Samuels are guaranteed of anything. Right. So, you know, people wanted change from what they were doing while they're changing, you know, and it, maybe it doesn't look like exactly like what they would have wanted on that offensive line, you know, with, with, with four brand new starters and a guy in the, in the only returning starter switching sides. Um, but I think it's what was needed. Uh, you, you needed to get younger there. You needed to get more physical. Uh, and I think Adrian Clem has kind of established that, that physical mentality with these guys. I'd like to see, Zach Banner out there a lot more consistently that, that, that one's starting to, uh, you know, be a, a bit of a concern because, yeah. you know, he's the guy coming back off of a, a major knee injury. And while we've seen him out there in sp- fits and spurts, we haven't seen him out there consistently. We'll see right. if this continues. You know, he did, he worked all day today. That that was a good sign. 
Um, Mike Tomlin also saying today when he was asked if Kendrick Green is the, uh, can we now presume that Kendrick Green is the starter? He said that's probably a good, uh, he, he, he's not going to proclaim anything, but that's probably a good assumption. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that line is now, it is what it's going to be moving forward. And, uh, you know, as we said, it took, you know, they had 14 practices to put that thing together last year, but that was a line that had played together right. for the most part. I mean, all you they, were doing was figuring out who the right tackle was going to be. Right now, it's completely different to the point where, okay, you got all these new guys on this line. What's this going to look like? What are they going to communicate like? What's that going to be like? Because you're going to go to, to Buffalo on September 12th, and that place is going to be filled with fans. It's going to be a loud, uh, you know, very hostile environment to steal, yeah. steal a Tomlin term. You know, are they going to be ready for all the stunts and twists and things of that nature that they're going to do working on silent counts? No, I I agree. That's a major concern. You know, not just the silent counts, but just like you said, this is going to be a a place. Buffalo was in the AFC championship game last year. Their fans are fired up. They're they're ready. And 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 they've beaten the Steelers two years in a row. They're like they're they're excited to come out and say, like, we are we are here. We're still going to be relevant. You got Josh on top of the talent that they're going to have to do with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Tremaine Edmonds, like all the guys that they got on their roster. You know, this is that's going to be tough enough. But like you said, this is and, and when was the last time they faced an environment like that? You know, I mean, you know, with with all the COVID restrictions last year, this is going to be, you know, an interesting experience to be dealing with for the first time that all that's going to factor into on top of you have an offensive line that's still figuring itself out. And, and like you said, last year you had Pouncey, DeCastro, Villanueva, Filer. They all knew it was like to play next to each other. You know, Zach Banner came in, got hurt, and then they put in Chikuma Korfor. He was really the piece that just needed to fit in. But now everybody's got to find a way to fit in with each other. And that's a lot bigger of a task than people realize. Like, oh, well, why not just read the plays and do, do what you got to do? You know, that I, I, th- I see some people out there thinking like, oh, it's that simple. It's, it's really not. It takes synchronization. It was why that Steelers offensive line, why they worked to keep it together for as long as they did, because they wanted to make sure the guys in front of Ben Roethlisberger knew the ins and outs of how to respond to anything they faced to make sure that he stayed upright. Um, and, and that's certainly a major challenge they're about to go through. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have felt a lot better about this if, you know, at this point in camp, um, you know, those other four guys would have all been playing together and maybe they're still just waiting on banner to get back up to speed. Uh, that's not been the case, you know, mm-hmm. core four missed time dots and missed time enough time that he got demoted down to second team green and Trey Turner have really been the only true kind of stalwarts out there with that, with that unit. And, you know, they've given green or uh, they've given Trey Turner some, some days off to rest his body and green has been missing for, for three practices to uh, because he's got some personal uh, issue off the field. Right. Uh, so he was just back today. It, it's a major concern. It absolutely is. It was the biggest concern with this team going into camp and it remains. So at this point, it still is. And I know that that could be an alarm for Steelers fans. Let's see how they do. Cause the rest coming. of the team looks solid. I know right. people are, some people are down on the secondary. Mm-hmm. I'm not among them. I think that's going to, to settle itself out. I don't see that being the issue that some others do, but that offensive line is going to be something that needs to be watched, uh, especially in that first month of the season. I agree. It's going to be something that needs to be watched. Um, it's going to be something that everyone's going to be t- going to be talking about. And again, you know, we're talking about the focal points of this offense, Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback, Najee Harris, the new running back there, those, that group is going to be responsible for a lot of 
you know, keeping those guys safe and alive, you know, th- throughout this season. So definitely a major focal point and, and, and arguably, you know, for all the other guys that we want to see if how they rise this year, or, you know, if they're going to take the, the step forward, you know, Chase Claypool, Alex Highsmith, guys that you're excited to see, you know, Kevin Dotson right in that mix. You know, you want to see can Chikuma Korfor finally put it together. Dan Moore Jr. Um, I, I think he's put together an impressive preseason resume so far for a fourth round draft pick rookie. Uh, you know, a lot like you know, not oh, I wouldn't say a lot like Kevin Dotson, but similarly to how Kevin Dotson quickly was like, oh, that this guy's more than just a, a normal fourth round offensive lineman like Gerald Hawkins was. You know, this is a guy who may have some potential to contribute sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, there's there's gonna be some interesting things here and they restructured Stefan t- to its contract maybe that means they're not done making some additions even if minor ones to this roster uh before the season opens well they're always looking to to do something there right uh I'm of the that I'm, I think they free up the money just to to make sure that they're able to take care of that Watt deal I don't expect another big signing or anything like that mm-hmm. um I expect them to kind of take care of their own here and move on there. I think, I think it's a pretty solid football team, regardless of what the national uh, uh, prognosticators say about it. I think the Steelers are flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, if you could do that with a 12 win team uh, from the year before. And I think they like it that way. Hey, it, it, they, they, I, they don't seem to ever complain about it. It's crazy. You know, it, the, all this talk about how the Steelers are, are done and finished and the Browns are anointed. I think the Steelers are more than happy to say, you know what, put the target on them. Let's see how they deal with it. We'll be the team that sneaks up on everybody and, uh, you know, and ends, ends up being the team that you have that all of a sudden everyone's like, whoa, wait, how did they get here again? Um, and uh, again, last year, injuries crippled this team. You know, if they can find a way to get to late in the season and have some fresh feet out there and, and be, and have their, all their main contributors ready to go. I still think this team, I mean, you know, there's several former pro bowlers on this team. There's several guys who I think could be in line to make pro bowls in the next few years. This, this is a team with the talent to hurt people. We will see if, uh, if they go out and do just that in the, in the coming weeks, but we're going to have another show this week, you know, with the, with, with the, uh, with the preseason game coming soon. Um, so Dale, we will, we will just, everyone should stay tuned because we're, you're going to get more thoughts from me and him on how this roster is finishing out. Training camp concludes, I believe Thursday, Dale. Uh, that'll be the, that'll end the Heinz field portion of things. The Heinz, yeah. That's right. The Heinz field portion. And then they'll revert back to the South side. Um, so things will start getting, uh, things will start getting closer to looking like it's over at training camp very soon. Um, but that the work will not be done for the Steelers, as we said, with the offensive line, and the other guys who got to make progress. We'll be talking about more of those guys right here on the DK sports.com's podcast platform on Apple, Spotify, and Google podcasts. Thanks again for listening to the Lolly Carter Steelers show here on that same platform. Murder rate is five stars. The positive comment doesn't just help out this show helps out all the shows on our network. I'm Chris Carter and Dale Lolly. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back in the ears very soon. <laughs>